For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast Podcast. with your hosts, Paige DeMakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome in to the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians here. No Paige today. She's en route to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. There'll be a ton of Senior Bowl coverage on thedraftnetwork.com. We'll talk about a little about it with her later in the week when we do our Wednesday and Friday shows. Uh, but today, Jake and I are going to break down the little bit of news that came out, but more importantly, the two conference championship games from yesterday. Let's get right into the first game, the AFC Championship. After falling behind 10-0, the Kansas City Chiefs come back. They beat Tennessee Titans 35-24, uh, sending Andy Reid back to Super Bowl for the first time. Uh, since he lost to the Patriots in the uh, Terrell Owens-Donovan McNabb game that has been talked about uh, ad nauseum. Uh, This was an interesting game uh, all around. The Chiefs got down early, didn't get down as much as they did before, but Patrick Mahomes had another big game. Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill with some big games. Uh, Derrick Henry was held under 70 rushing yards. Jake, what was your takeaways from this game, and what do you think about the Chiefs going into the Super Bowl? You know, there was a crazy stat that shocked me how how much the Chiefs have been outscored this year. So even though we saw this the last two weeks, it's kind of been their MO all year. It took them a little bit to get going. They took a right hook. They went down, took a standing eight count, and then said, all right, dude, it's on, you know, for the second straight week. Down 10 nothing, down 17-7. The Titans hit them with everything they had. And the Chiefs' defense, slow early, but that defense has been so good. We've talked about it a ton the last eight weeks. Uh, but the whole Derrick Henry – it was really the game flow that did that because once they once they jumped on him, they got up. They were up at halftime. Uh, I thought it was huge that Tennessee stopped him coming out of half and they didn't get the double up. I thought they were going to hang in there. They just couldn't do anything. Uh, so I thought Steve Spagnuolo had a heck of a game plan. Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't know what else we can say about him, but don't tell me that anybody else in the NFL is in his league right now because it's not even close. I hate the word dual threat because that is doing a disservice to his arm, but that damn run at the end of the first half, was one of the best things I've ever seen in playoff football or football in general. It was actually I – and mean, his just his will to win is amazing. I couldn't be happier for the Chiefs fan base. Uh, an awesome organization, the Hunt family. Gave me my first job uh, as an eighth grader was working for the Chiefs. So I'll always have a special place for them and uh, couldn't be happier they're going back to the, the Super Bowl after 50 years. 
Yeah, I'm looking. I'm really excited to see them there too. I mean, look, I think we got the premier matchup we were looking for. For sure, for sure. Focusing on Kansas City specifically. Uh, look, we talked about this toward the end of the season, and again, there's no disrespect to Lamar Jackson, who was every single person on the show's MVP and will be the actual MVP when they hand out that award uh, the night before the Super Bowl. But we we all talked about how it seemed that there was this. I don't know, this recency bias that people had forgotten because of Patrick Mahomes' injury middle the, in the middle of the season, they had forgotten how great he truly was, how transcendent he is and was last year, was the times this year. He's finally been healthy in this playoff run. These last two games have been – I mean if he goes on to win the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about this three-game stretch as maybe the best playoff run from a quarterback of all time. There's that, there's that possibility. Uh, and it's just, it's amazing to watch him run. It's amazing to see this offense click the way it's supposed to. When Damian Williams is healthy, I know, I know he didn't run. I mean, he only had 17 carries for 45 yards in this it's game. It's great, great point out, great point to point out that though, Jamie. I mean, they, they stuck with the run, especially in the second half. They drained a bunch of clock. I mean, for the Chiefs to go on six and seven minute drives, that was huge. I thought it was absolutely brilliant by Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, and that coaching staff to stick with it. I mean, at one point, they had like seven straight runs in the second half. Yeah, and look, it's, it's a trust factor. I'm bringing up for, I think, the eighth consecutive show. Andy Reid and Eric Bannemi did not trust any other running back in this offense all season. They did not trust him with, with volume, and they've trusted Damian Williams. The offense has some balance. You saw Sammy Watkins is playing a lot better these last couple games. We're getting him involved. Tyreek Hill is getting involved again. This is what this offense looks like clicking on all cylinders, and it, it's going to be really exciting to see what – again, it, we've talked a lot about Andy Reid with an extra week's preparation – we're going to be really interesting to see Andy Reid and this Kansas City Chiefs and what they have cooked up in two weeks of the Super Bowl. But let's spend a little bit of time on the Titans as their season comes to an end. Uh, look, it was a, a magical run for them when they switched from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill. They're going a crazy run. Derrick Henry finishes the season with just, I mean, crazy numbers up until this game where, again, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't a good Derrick Henry game like we've come to see from him. And they kind of they couldn't really run the ball late in this game because they were trying to come back from three-score deficits which is, again, how you can beat this Tennessee team is make them try to come from behind by multiple scores and take out their best running back and their best player. But it's it's a positive year for them. There's a lot of transition they're going to have to. They're going to have to sign Tannehill. They're going to have to sign Derrick Henry. But they have an emerging star wide receiver in A.J. Brown, even though he didn't have a big playoff run. His future is extremely bright. Uh, we'll see if Corey Davis comes back. It's a really interesting season for the Titans where they made a lot of progress in the final result. But they also made a lot of progress as a team, and it makes me think this is not going to be a one-and-done for them being a contender in the AFC. No, Mike Vrabel did a hell of a job. I have become a big, big Mike Vrabel fan as a coach. John Robinson has done a great job as a GM, and his job's about to just get started. Uh, but I love what Vrabel did. And watching them live, uh, I, was, I was pretty impressed. But they built on that. That was the middle of the season. They've gotten so much better. Uh, Tannehill, they got to resign. Doesn't matter what it costs him and Henry. It's going to cost them some defensive players, but they're set now for a while at quarterback and running back. Uh, I think I'd probably let Corey Davis go. AJ Brown's that guy. They're better with Humphreys on the field. He, he was, he, they're paying him a lot of money to get a bunch of three and four yard catches. Uh, but I think they can replace Corey Davis's production. Johnny Smith's become a stud. They got three good tight ends. I love the offensive line. I love, I love the whole concept. Uh, Arthur uh, Smith did a phenomenal job calling plays the whole playoffs. But they, they had a hell of a run. They overachieved. But I think in that division, I like them the best by far moving forward. I mean, I really do. You, you break it down. The Tennessee, the Texans need so much help on defense. They still need offensive line help. They have to have all their weapons stay healthy. 
for Deshaun Watson to be able to make a run. Uh, who knows what Indy's doing at quarterback? I mean, they're going to be solid, but I think Tennessee has built a, a lasting footprint right here to be kind of the kings of that division. Even though they didn't win it this year, I think moving forward, they are the best team in that division. And a lot of it starts at the head with Mike Vrabel. I mean, look, they do a lot of exotic stuff on defense. They get after you. They know who they are. They have an identity. We've talked about some of these teams that are pretty good, but they don't really have an identity and what to lean on. And they're playing a Chiefs defense that was getting after you. And when you're talking about catching up with the Chiefs, it's different than being down two scores to a lot of other teams, right? I mean, you're you're down two, you're worried about being down five in the blink of an eye. Tannehill can bring them back. He had a bunch of 300-yard games. He was really good. And I really like what they're doing moving forward. But they overachieved. They had a hell of a year. I mean, they had to win week 17 to get in. Yeah, and look, I, they're not going to be a team I pick to go back to the championship game next year. But uh, I would be surprised if I didn't pick them to win their division. Uh, as you said, look, I, this this Houston team reminds me a lot of those Packers teams from a couple years ago. Yep. You've got star quarterback, Great comparison. you've got the star wide receiver, and you've got major concerns at literally every other position group on the field. And maybe that's enough to get you nine wins, and maybe ten wins, and a wild card spot. Maybe you even win a playoff game with some magic from the quarterback position. But that's your ceiling, and that's kind of how I feel like with with Houston right now. With the Colts, uh, I mean, if Jacoby Brissett plays like he did in the second half of the year, Colts aren't going to be in, in that conversation at all next season. So The only thing that could change everything with, with the Colts is they've still got a ton of cap space. Sure. They are really good. They've done it all through the draft, and they can still make a giant splash moving forward through this offseason. So that can change my mind a little bit. And they're going to be there. They're going to be solid. I just love what Tennessee's building. I mean, that's to run it like that, to be able to play action with those weapons, those receivers, with Tannehill's ability to move. And that defense to be able to be exotic. I mean, the defense was 21st overall, but you think of them so much higher regard than that. Um, they're just really good at taking away what you do best, which is, is what Vrabel learned from Belichick. So I agree with And Jacksonville, we didn't even talk about, but, and we don't need to. Um, I don't know who knows what they're going to do, but I, I just like, I like the formula that they're putting out there. Yeah, I, I like the formula. And look, they're going to have a chance to do this stuff next year as well. I, I, I very much believe in that stair step to success. And, Look, it's going to be tough when you're when you're playing with, again, you're going to have to play the Chiefs again uh, at, at some point in this in this run. You're going to have to play these other good teams, and I don't know if they're going to be able to 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 do it. To you're going to play Baltimore maybe again, so it's going to be interesting to see a rejuvenated Pittsburgh team. There's going to be the AFC is going to be a lot different than it looked like this year. Yeah, I think we have seen the changing of the guard, though. I think the Chiefs are going to be on top of that for a while if they're eighty percent healthy. I just mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes competitive fire with his God-given ability and how hard he works. I think is, is, is Tom Brady-esque, but he's so much more talented than Tom Brady ever was from a just pure passing standpoint. I just think that's going to keep them at the top of the heap. I mean, I'd say they probably need to add some weapons. They could let Sammy Watkins' contract go. I mean, they got some things they need to do. They keep getting better on defense. But Patrick Mahomes standing upright, I still think puts that, them at the top of the AFC for a while. Oh, absolutely. they got to be the clear favorites. And I think next year you're looking at them in Baltimore at the top two. But that third team in the AFC, I mean, that's that's wide open. And yeah, could, three through six is going to be fun. Yeah, and it could be Tennessee. So, uh, look, an unbelievably – to put a bow on this, an unbelievably successful season for the Titans. They have taken that next step forward. Uh, you found your quarterback. You've got, a, you've got a great head coach. You're well-schemed. Those two things alone will take you a very, very long way. Uh, and again, if a couple, another good draft, maybe a, a prudent signing or two, particularly another wide receiver that's maybe more impactful in the regular season than Corey Davis has been. Uh, and, you know, they, they could easily win this division next year. So One other thing I really want to say, too, about Tennessee before we jump off of it is the continuity between John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. 
coming from the same place. Robbins, Vrabel was Robinson's hire. It's, you, you look at these organizations that are having success. They have continuity at that GM head coach position. They have the same vision. It's not like, oh, I'm going to give you these players and you coach them up. It's let's get, let's do this together. They have that. I really like that, what they got going on there. Yeah. So again, you have, if you're a Titans fan, you, you're feeling so much better, not just because of the, what game you were playing in as your final, but just overall feeling so much better as a Titans fan than you were this time last year. Uh, let's move on to the NFC Championship game. The 49ers win 37-20, to 20 and it wasn't that close. Uh, as I watched this game, a couple things came to mind. One, it's really exciting to see the way San Francisco runs the football. Uh, and Raheem Mostert is, uh, you know, it's amazing that it took to his seventh team uh, to kind of find this fit. But uh, the Shanahan's have a history of doing this. This is not uh, – uh, uh, Kyle's father has a history – Larry Kubiak, same line, right? Yep. That that zone blocking scheme allows for certain types of running backs. That one cut, cut back guy. And when you have that kind of speed, you know, I hate to say this, but it was the best thing that happened to them was Tevin Coleman getting hurt. So Raheem Mostar, we've been talking about for five, six weeks. They're so much better when he's on the field. They didn't have a choice. They just let us rode him the whole way out and has the greatest NFC championship game in, in NFL history from a running back. From a guy that's been cut, what, seven times or whatever it's been, like you were just saying? But they do. They have that history. That scheme allows that, and they know how to go get those guys that fit what they want to do. They do, and look, and they stuck to, they stuck to their game plan. They, they do not let themselves get out of their game plan, uh, and it's worked so well. I mean, 29 carries for 220 yards and four touchdowns for Raheem Mostert. That's a, that's a, that's a Madden line. Uh, that, that is just – that is remarkable. Uh, but as I watch this game from uh, the other side of it, I just felt like – We've talked all year about Green Bay's lack of weapons. I never thought they were any good. Yeah. All year. To have to be the two seed, to end up winning that division, I still don't think they're very good. I think they might be worse than I thought of them all year. They just don't have the horses. It's like I'm watching them and I'm like, anybody, unless you're force feeding it to Devontae Adams, who's a star, there's nobody else. Nobody else on that team can make a play. You know, the crazy thing is they stayed a lot healthier than they have in years past. And on the offensive line, uh, Aaron Jones, Williams, and they, they don't. They just don't have that much. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they, their offensive line was healthy, and they still, he was, they were run, they were, they got after him again. They're just so, the, the Niners were just so much better. That's why I was like, I, seven and a half felt like a lot in both games, but I felt like both teams were going to cover, and I really felt good about San Francisco doing it. It was a beatdown. It was an absolute beatdown. They did a phenomenal job on defense. They ran it down their throats. Jimmy G did enough when he went, but it was like, what did they say, 96 minutes of real time in between passes at one point? His final line for this game was six of eight for 77 yards. That was the <laughs> final line of the NFC champion San Francisco 49ers in the year 2020. But if you're going into this game, what is your game plan? Make Jimmy G beat you. You, you made him throw eight passes because they ran it down your freaking throats, which means you're not that good because that had to be your game plan going in. And we said all year you can run on the Packers. They got better. We're up and down. But in the biggest game of the year, you give up that? I just, man, I don't know. I didn't think they were very good all year. They had a couple big-time eggs that they laid, and then they got there. But, I mean, you know, this, the Saints losing at home was huge to this NFC playoffs because Seattle could go beat a banged-up Philly, and being a banged-up Seattle, they could go up there and Green Bay could barely get it done against that. I mean, they're just, Seattle wasn't that good. Without Russell Wilson playing out of his mind, that team was awful. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting because I can say the same thing about Green Bay moving forward. Is like they gotta had they gotta add some weapons, 
But I think they got to add more than that. They had a phenomenal offseason last year. I mean, they, they signed free agents that they don't normally do. The Smith brothers were spectacular. But they got to do something to stop the run. And they got to give Aaron Rodgers some weapons. Yeah, they have to fix some of those pieces to stop the run. But, yeah, they, they need they need secondary weapons. Like they, they, they can't go into another season without it. I mean, it's been it, – you. I understand the logic of going in and seeing does Marquez Valdez-Scantling, does Geronimo Allison, do they – does the second year of Jimmy Graham in the offense, do one of those guys step up? And they all fell flat on their face. So you have to now go out and say, oh, we need to add some other weapons here. Uh, and, but, you know, I look at this Packers team and, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to be a team that's struggling to, to even get a wild card spot next year. I mean, I think that that's a tough division. Uh, if, if Mitch Trubisky plays like he did in the second half, the Bears are going to be in contention. The Vikings are yeah, going to be Vikings are going to be there. Yeah. If Stafford doesn't hurt his back again, the Lions are going to be better. They're not going to be a playoff team, but they're going to they're going to be, you know, that six win team that you don't really want to play especially late in the season in a divisional game. Yep. Uh, I mean, so that I have a lot of concerns about what, where they at or where they're at going into next season. And for all the reasons we've talked about for several weeks, this was just, they had the advantage of getting the buy. They really did. They had the huge advantage of getting a buy, getting a weak opponent in round two, and they made their way to the conference championship game. At home in Lambeau. Like that's, that's, I don't care who's coming in there, but a banged up team that's not that talented on defense against Aaron Rodgers. Like you felt like they were going to win that game, but, even that didn't give you the warm and fuzzies like this team could make a run. I, I never thought they were capable of getting through the NFC Championship or getting to the Super Bowl. I don't know how anybody was giving them that credit. And you look at Vegas, gave them seven and a half. That's a big line in a championship game. It is. For, right. for a team that you don't know what you're getting on offense that wants to run it down your throat and slow the game down, shorten the game, and they still gave them seven and a half. So, I mean, they didn't get any respect from Vegas either. Yeah, it, it, it was weird to see. But let's go on to San Francisco here because I have this still – we've had this kind of theme all season – and I feel like there's a good, there's at least a decent chance now that the Niners could win the Super Bowl, and I still have no idea whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo was good or not. <laughs> I think he silenced a lot of doubters. I do, but like you just won an NFC Championship game, and he only had to throw it eight times. I, I agree with you. There's definitely still something there, but not if you ask Niners fans. There was a lot of ten jerseys in those stands yesterday. Oh sure, and again, I, I've been I've been pretty clear. I'm on the team. I don't know. I, I'm not yeah. saying I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is good. I'm just saying I don't know that he is. I don't know that he isn't. I just don't know. I don't feel it's it's the way this team has been structured. Which, by the way, I don't think it's structured to hide Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's structured to just play to their strengths. And right now, I was going to say I think he fits exactly yeah. what they want to do with Kyle Shanahan. So if if they need him to throw it in the Super Bowl twenty times, and they might, they might not. They will. We'll see. But I, I imagine he's going to throw up more than eight. Yeah, in the first <laughs> half. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but we'll see. But it's going to be really interesting to watch him. And if the Chiefs if the Chiefs can slow down Raheem Mostert and Tevin, if Tevin Coleman even plays, it looks like he's – they haven't ruled him out yet, but that looked that looked bad. I don't think he's going to play in two weeks. Yeah. But Mostert and Breida and Jeff Wilson, if they slow down the running game, not contain it, but just slow it down. Now they just stopped Derrick Henry. Yeah. Can you do it – can Jimmy Garoppolo – Let's say down seven with five minutes to go in the game and you have to pass. Can he lead them to victory? We don't know yet. I don't know that he can't. I don't know that he can. I just said something that's a really interesting storyline to think about because they've, they've gotten a really long way without asking him to be the savior for them. If they are put in that situation, I would love to see if he's able to do it or not. I know the guy on the other sideline can do it. Yeah. yeah go back to what I said. You know, they played a really tough second half. They are as battle tested as any team and now they're healthy. And now they're going to be really healthy going into the Super Bowl. Uh, he got them down that stretch. They had to put it on him to beat some of those teams down the stretch, and he, and he did. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, you don't know 
if it's all on him, if he's capable of doing it, I, I'm starting to lean towards yes, man. He's, he's answered a lot of the questions I had, mainly because he fits what they want to do so well. I mean, he just – he's got Kyle's – uh, offense just he's he just he, he's in getting master of it he's in total control of it right now he knows what they want to do he's great at all the dump offs the little screens the motions it's it, you know he's he's running the show and they don't ask him to do a ton but he's doing a great job of what they're asking but let's talk about this freaking defense man like Richard Sherman plays out of his mind again Quan Alexander coming back and being healthy, flying around has made a big difference. And now they got three linebackers that are flying all over the place. All those guys on that defensive line are getting after it. Bosa was a monster again. They're going to be healthy on defense. You have the best offense in football in Kansas City now that they're healthy and the best defensive football that gets after the passer. The way you're going to stop Kansas City is getting there with, with four guys rushing. And they can do that. So I add that matchup alone is going to be awesome. But let's talk about that defense, man. They were just dominant again. Well, that's something that Kansas City is going to have to worry about because there were times, especially in the first half of that game, where the Packers were getting to Mahomes with three guys. And if that happens against San Francisco, they're not going to win this game. Like, no. they're just absolutely not. If, if, if that is a consistent problem for the Chiefs' offensive line. But uh, look, San Francisco is so well balanced. And I think they're probably the most balanced team we have seen in a while. And in the sense that they just on every level of their defense they have playmakers and they have success and they have multiple guys it's not though there's one star and a couple guys that are just doing their job filling in they have stars at every level of that defense they are playing out of their mind even some of their backups when they were hurt were playing the best they were playing pretty well they were giving up points but they were playing pretty well given that they were not supposed to be starters there uh this is a really exciting matchup and two it's so interesting to me because we talk about the coaching matchup and like you, two, two offenses that you have an, an awesome rushing offense, an awesome passing offense, two offensive-minded head coaches. You have Kansas City's defense who's playing a lot better in the, in the second half of the season and then the best defense in football in San Francisco this year. There's just, this is a really, really premier matchup. I, I'm really looking forward. We got lucky. Sometimes there are, some, sometimes there are teams that sneak in. Sometimes it, there's going to be these blowout games. I think this is going to be a really exciting matchup. I think we are very lucky as football fans to get uh, Niners Chiefs. I agree. I mean, I think it's the, the best case scenario. Uh, you have a phenomenal matchup. You have phenomenal teams. Again, uh, you got the continuity in San Francisco with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, those guys being on the same page. John Lynch has done a phenomenal job of building that team, but they've done a hell of a job building it together. So don't think for a second Kyle doesn't have a lot to say with what's going on there. Um, they have weapons. Uh, yeah, I don't know how we talked about Kansas City without talking about Tyron Matthew in the game he had. Yeah, absolutely. So, so happy for him to make a Super Bowl and, and make that splash. I knew Chiefs Kingdom would love him. Uh, the kid, he's just so damn fun to watch, man. He just sees it different. He, he makes plays, the energy, so happy for him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what a phenomenal, phenomenal. Like, you couldn't ask for more as a football fan for Kansas City for the first time in 50 years, but as, as proud as that franchise is, as good as they've been with the best young player in football, and the Niners going for to, to, to tie six with the Steelers and the Patriots, they've been on five for a while getting back to the Super Bowl, and that proud franchise and that proud fan base. Uh, Miami is going to be rocking the first all-red Super Bowl. I saw Sam Farmer tweeted this morning for the first all-red Super Bowl. Uh, that, that's, that's interesting. So many storylines we're going to get into over the next couple weeks. Uh, but just getting through championship weekend alone, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, we had a hell of a run, by the way. Yes, eight, we did. eight and two in the playoffs against the spread. A lot of this really came to fruition, but it was even like the game flows that we talked about. Uh, 
we got a lot of homework to do, brother, if we're, we're going to pick this Super Bowl properly. Because every time I start thinking about it, I go back and forth going, whew. I mean, it's it's which one of those strong positions can outstrength the other ones? Is that defensive line and pass rush going to get after Mahomes? Or is Mahomes going to make some magic in spite of that? It's really going to come down to that. But, man, it's going to be hard to pick that one. Yeah, luckily we have a couple of weeks to make that. But that's a good point. A couple of good points you made there. One of them was, I, and I think that why this is such a good game is the last point you made. It's strength on strength. There's just something about watching a, a who wins the chess match between two chess masters versus teams that okay they have an advantage on offense but a disadvantage on defense. So it's like whenever they flip the ball, there's a major like the Packers right. Like you knew they couldn't stop the run all year. That was a, like that. You're not gonna you're not gonna run it that successfully on San Francisco, but you damn sure want to drop back without trying to run it. Yeah, I, and so I, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm glad you brought up Tyron Matthew, who I swear has like football magnets implanted in his hands. Like that that dude is is around the ball always, all the all the time. Always, and by the way, and and he's, when he's been healthy, always has been. Yep. So uh, it's really good, really good to see him. Uh, have some success and a few guys like that. Like there's a you know Brashad Breeland who had some some injury issues that thought they might threaten his NFL career. Or at least Chris Jones, how about we talk about Chris Jones, the guy we talked about so much going into the game, fighting through that injury and played his ass off. Yeah, that dude's making some serious money this offseason because he's a monster when he's healthy. Yeah, so I mean it's going to be it's going to be an exciting matchup. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, right now the uh, it is Chiefs minus one, but I imagine this is that that line is going to go. Uh, all over the place uh, in the next couple weeks. So I, I could see it going anywhere from you know San Francisco to Kansas City minus two in either direction at some point. I was going to say that's. I don't think it's getting any more than that, which is so exciting that you're going to see anything under three for a Super Bowl. I just hope it doesn't rain. I yeah, that- Miami and that that the stadium is phenomenal. They did great. The fans will be fine. I just hope. On game day, as long as it, it can rain all week because they can tarp it. I just hope it doesn't rain during the game that we get something that's not strength on strength. I don't want it to rain and take – although Patrick Mahomes threw for like 350 at a freaking blizzard, so maybe it doesn't matter to him. Uh, but I don't want bad footing. or you know, I just, I just want – this is the two best teams in the league. And the strength on strength matchup we're talking – I want that. I want and, and you, I, I love what you said too. Robert Sala and Kyle Shanahan is like the, the, the young guard of really good coaches that are coming up. Spagnolo has been there and done that, one of the best defense coordinators for a long time. And Andy Reid with a bye week and that coaching staff, like the old guard versus the, like the young guard. I, I, man, I just, there's so many awesome storylines, this whole thing, but it's going to be so much fun to break it down. I just hope we don't, I hope we get great weather, an awesome day, nothing crazy. Uh, nobody, you know, doesn't come back from Mexico and doesn't play. And you know, the crazy stuff that can happen with two weeks to go in the Super Bowl. I hope everybody's healthy and we just get an awesome game. Yeah, I, I hope so too. And and when I imagine because there, there are not a lot of rings uh, on any of these guys' fingers that I think the, the the level of hunger. I mean, I know like Richard Sherman, there are a few guys that have them, but a lot of these guys are going to be there for the first time. Uh, I, I think they're going to do everything they can to make sure those distractions stay away. Uh, and for those of you that care about such things, uh, it looks like the, the Niners are going to wear their white jerseys with gold pants and the Chiefs are going to wear their red uh, during this game. But uh, but to the one last point before we get to some of the news and notes, to Jake's point about the rain, uh, I had a few friends that were like wanting to jump on the total right away. I would wait. Uh, just you, you might end up losing a point uh, in, in, that's not in your favor, but it's Miami. And as somebody who spent uh, two and a half years living there, I can tell you the weather's 
sometimes unpredictable. So kind of wait to see what the weather looks like when we get closer to the game uh, versus putting your money in there now when you're finding out it might be bad weather at some point. So kind of yeah. Wait. One one more thing on uh, on on this game. Congrats to the Shanahan family. Pretty damn cool. They were the first father sons to coach in a, in a championship game. They're now going to be the first ones to coach in a Super Bowl. And if Kyle can win it, they'll be the first father sons to have their own rings as head coaches. That's a that is pretty badass. As a kid that's been around the game, oh, kid, I'll be 42 this week. I'm not a kid anymore. As a guy that's been around the game his whole, the whole life with his dad uh, and had the bug a bunch to coach, it's so cool. Uh, I think that's an awesome storyline that that's worth pointing out. Absolutely. And look, we'll, we'll get into all the angles of this. Uh, we have a, we'll have a handful of shows between now and Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll get into this. We'll get Paige's thoughts on this on these games and what the Super Bowl looks like going forward. Uh, but before we sign off for the day, there's a couple pieces of news and notes that do not involve uh, the teams that we just talked about that we should have at least a little bit of a discussion about. Uh, one of them uh, is – let's touch on this just because it became official. We talked a lot about it, but Jason Garrett is going – uh, to be the Giants' offensive coordinator. Maybe Jason Witten's coming with him as, as a position coach, but uh, we still feel just as weird about it today as we did when that happened. I, yeah, I think that's still the only word I can use other than I, I got to give Joe Judge the credit to have the balls to do it, and I got to give Jason Garrett the, the credit to have the ego or lack of ego to go fit in and go be a position coach again and get out of Dallas. Good for him. Go start over uh, somewhere new. It's not like the spotlight's going to be any different. But yeah, I think that the biggest weird is is the biggest uh, word is still weird. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, we're never going to fully know uh, all, all of the aspects behind the scenes, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And look, if they start winning, it won't matter. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, another name that we've talked about on the show a lot, but it's been a few weeks. Jay Gruden. Uh, he's interviewing for the Jacksonville uh, offensive coordinator position, uh, vacated by the fired uh, John DeFilippo. Uh, this is a really interesting one because I, I, I was kind of waiting to see if Jay Gruden was maybe going to take a year off or kind of take another coordinator job. I, I'd imagine that he was going to be a coordinator again before he became a head coach. But uh, this is really interesting because the Jaguars have some young pieces on offense, but they absolutely have to figure out their quarterback situation because they're paying Nick Foles a lot of money. Minshew Mania was fun and all to start the year, but he wasn't anything special to end the year. Uh, Jacksonville's spending a lot of money to be a team that's middling around the 6-7 win mark. I don't think they could have done better. I mean, you're talking about the Giants. I, I think Jay's got a bigger personality than Jason Garrett. Uh, so maybe that doesn't fit. And he was also in the division. But how did nobody else talk to Jay Gruden? You're talking about Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, and Sean McVay were all on his staff. They all worked for him on that offense while Jay was still calling the plays. I mean, all those guys were there. Jay, you go back to Jay in Cincinnati before he got the job. He's done a hell of a job on offense anywhere he's been. He's one of the premier play callers in the league. Uh, he's a ball coach. He's a Gruden. Like they, I don't think he was taking a year off. It's people somehow forgot about him. Uh, I think this is a brilliant hire by the Jaguars, and they needed it. I mean, this is a huge upgrade from Dave Filippo, who had only called plays for 14 games a year before, 12 games a year before, um, that didn't really have the experience that Jay Gruden has. And like I just said, I just named three of the best offensive minds in the game that all worked for him in the last three or four years. Couldn't agree more. I want to uh, clarify that he's interviewing. They haven't hired anybody yet. They interviewed him. They interviewed Ben McAdoo. Um, oh, well, they're crazy if you're going to compare those two. I agree. I, no, I <laughs> agree with you. So I, I would imagine that's going to be a quick hire. But you never know. Uh, weirder things have happened. But he would be a, a great fit there. And again, give – He's Nick also Gruden, free. 
Yeah, <laughs> the Redskins are paying his salary for at least a year. So Nick Foles the best chance to succeed. You've already made your bed. You see, your the ink is dry on the contract. Okay, you can't undo it. You can't restart the game. You have to give him the best chance to succeed because you've already committed financially to it. So and look at the guys he's had success with. Yeah, I mean Nick Nick Foles fits that, right? I mean you go Colt, Colt McCoy looked always looked great in Jay Gruden's offenses. Uh, Andy Andy Dalton numbers. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I think it's the the perfect fit. It'd be really interesting to see how he does there if he ends up getting the job. Uh, last thing to note here: uh, Tom Brady uh, talking about how he was open minded uh, as to where he can play next season. Uh, as you said before the show, that is just screaming "pay me," which, to be fair, they probably should. Uh, but just given everything that he's done for them, but do you, if you had to put like a percentage chance, do you think there's a real chance he throws a pass for a non-Patriots team next season? Maybe three or four percent. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, I can see, I can see John Gruden and the Raiders doing something crazy, and he'd fit with what they want to do, which is run the crap out of it. But they don't have any weapons. And when he looks at that, I can't imagine he's saying I can win us wherever he's going. He wants to win the Super Bowl. I think when it comes down to it at the end of the day, he thinks he's, that's going to be the best chance is going to be at Foxborough with Bill. Uh, but I think he's going to listen. This is also like, hey, fan base, remember me, the greatest of all time? Hey, front office, remember me, the greatest of all time that was there for all these rings? I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have got any of them without me. Remember me? I'm a free agent for the first time ever. So don't forget that here in about two months. We have, so we have six or seven weeks till free agency begins. And you're going to hear a lot of this stuff. But I, I love the fact that he's like, I'm open to the possibilities and whatever's next, I'll, I'll, I'm ready to tackle. Yeah, I think for selfish reasons, I'd like to see him to see how he looks somewhere else. Uh, I think the, the, the team that he keeps coming to mind, again, he's not going somewhere to, to win eight games uh, if he's leaving New England. But uh, the Chargers are just really interesting to me because they have so much offensive talent on that team. That's such a, that's such a good division. Uh, that would they want to run, run it too. I could see that one. I mean, and they got to sell tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, they desperately need to sell tickets. And you've got pieces, like throwing a Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. Oh, look, yeah, he, he's going to look at that and go, oh, wait a minute. Now, these these are different dudes than I've been playing with the last couple of years. Go with Austin Eckler versus as your James White role. And I'm glad you brought up the Chargers because Phillip Rivers, I mean, the news is he just moved his entire family to Florida. They, yeah. they finally left San Diego in his, what, five-hour commute he was doing every day for the last two years. Um I don't know what that means other than he wants to live in Florida moving forward. And they said he wants to do it to, to be closer to family, but who knows? It'll be, it'll be really interesting to see where he at. He's, he's going to be playing. Phillip Rivers competitive juices are not done. Somebody's going to sign him. There was a one year anomaly with all these interceptions. Uh, I don't think he's done. I think he's got more in the tank than Brady does, to be honest with you. And maybe Breeze. So yeah, it's going to be a fun next six or seven weeks talking about all this. When we get to free agency and all these rumors start coming out that week before, and you know they will, uh, tampering is is something the NFL talks about. But all these guys talk. It's almost impossible to control. So that's why Schefter and Rappaport and those guys all have stories a week before. And then they're all like, well, I'm hearing this could happen. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens. Free agency opens, and within one minute, we got news. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But, I mean, you're talking about – Three Hall of Famers that could be playing on different teams. I don't think they will, but they could be. Yeah, I, I mean, and we talk about them, and then here are some other names there just to kind of keep an eye on um, that are free agents on the offensive side of things: Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, Amari Cooper, AJ Green, Emmanuel Sanders. We already talked about Derrick Henry, Melvin Gordon. I mean, these are there's a big, big names that are unrestricted free agents right now. Uh, that that's just 
Uh, you know, then you have bigger, you have some big name restricted guys that might get offer sheeted, like uh, you know, Austin Eckler's restricted, Kareem Hunt's restricted, uh, Matt Bruder's restricted. So there's some really interesting, really interesting names out there this year that are just. It's going to be a really exciting free agency run. Yeah, I can't remember a free agency with this much going on. And then you go, okay, a little bit later, we have six first round quarterbacks, but we don't have six teams with first round quarterback needs. Who's going to get the star in the second round? I can't imagine all all six of these guys are going to go in the first round. Like it's, it, they're, and then you got I mean running backs. This draft is so loaded. We'll be talking about this for months. But like this this whole thing is going to be fun. I mean, you're talking about the San Francisco 49ers won four games last year. Their quarterback came back off the ACL and they're going to the Super Bowl and they look phenomenal. Whoever your team is has a damn good chance to change the whole thing up and make a run if you've got some cap space and you have a good draft. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'll just name some of the defensive names because, I mean, they shouldn't be avoided either. I kind of have some of these guys by position, but, you know, you have Justin Simmons, Anthony Harris, Jimmy Ward uh, at the safety guy, safeties, you know, Chris Harris, Jimmy Smith uh, at corner, uh, you know, at, at linebacker. Yeah, a couple good veteran guys that, that somebody could – I mean, you could you could change your team quick. Yeah, I mean, Corey Littleton, Jamie Collins. Uh, Corey Littleton's I mean, a star nobody talks about. Nobody covers I, backs and tight ends better than him. He, the Rams are going to get poached because they can't yeah. afford a bunch of their own guys. I mean, edge guys, Clowney, Eric Armstead, Bud Dupree, Shaq Barrett, Whitney Merciless. I mean, uh, you look at some of these guys, you're talking about Chris Jones along the line, like DJ Reader, Javon Hargrave, Michael Brockers. I mean, there's a lot of stars that are unrestricted free agents right now. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Colts, and I was like, yeah, they got a lot of cap space. I mean, you add Amari Cooper and Phillip Rivers with T.Y. Hilton, Ebron, Doyle, that running game, that offensive line. Yeah, we're talking about them in a whole different light than we were 15 minutes ago, right? I mean, there's uh, if you, if you want to get aggressive and make the moves to win, we'll see what GMs do. This is the year that you could really make a splash and turn things around quick. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens there. And uh, as we all expected, the 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 Bengals have pretty much leaked through different sources that they're not moving off that number one pick because nor should they? No shit. <laughs> yeah, nor should they. He's going to be on every damn billboard. In Kentucky, in Ohio, in northern northern Kentucky and southern Ohio, every, I'm talking every mile down the road is going to be Joe Burrow. If you believe that he is your franchise quarterback, there is and no – And how could you not at this point? There's no price that's worth trading it. No By the way, somebody's going to get a hell of a play. Andy Dalton's scheduled to make $17 million, but you could restructure that deal. And Andy Dalton's a damn good player. Yes, that's only There's one another guy we haven't even talked about going into free agency that's either going to go be a backup somewhere and, and have somebody competing like hell – or somebody's going to go, okay, like if the Chargers didn't have to sell tickets. And with, with, the, with the team that they have, it's, and Andy Dalton at $17 million, and you restructure it and move that into a three-year deal, I, I, I have no problem with that. I think they're damn good if that's the case. Yeah, and again, right now it's only one year left on that deal. So you can get, you can, like Jake said, you can get creative with that. Uh, and all, some of these teams, it, there are a lot of teams right now that aren't really in cap trouble. Like there's a good chunk of the league that's really actually very safe cap-wise, especially when they get the holdover. Uh, from this year to next year where it's just interesting. There's so many quarterbacks out there. And like you said, so many quarterbacks in the draft where uh, I wonder if how many of these teams try to double up and say, look, we're going to take one of these guys in the middle of the first round and grab a veteran for a year or two and not rush these guys because they're starting to look at or look around the league and saying, man, a lot of these top quarterbacks, they sat for at least a year. And yeah, I, it's a really interesting Jake Fromm as it was not the year for him to come out early. no, not, not with all these veterans that could move, and you're you're liable to slop, drop to the third round. I mean, you could have went back to Georgia, won a national championship, and put up records 
and and be just as high, if not a higher pick next year than you're going to be this year. Like that one doesn't make any sense. We'll get into all this stuff, but it's there's so much excitement for this offseason. And I love this Super Bowl specifically because the Niners rebuilt this whole thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, they were in the Super Bowl at 13, blew the whole thing up, had to go through some tough times, hired Kyle, hired, hired Lynch, signed Jimmy G. He tears his ACL, and then they, they keep building, they keep building, they keep building. He comes back, and look at him. They, they're world beaters going to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, your team can do that. They were arguably the most injured team in the league last year. I mean, yep. it, it, and they, then the result of them getting the second overall pick in the draft, and now they're here. So I, I'm really excited for it, but we'll keep you all up to date with all the free agency, all the draft stuff. Again, you're going to get a little taste of it this week uh, when Paige joins us on Wednesday and Friday because she is with the guys, the Draft Network guys. Yeah, Senior Bowl week, man. One of my favorite weeks of the year. I'm not going to be able to make it this year. But look at the guys playing in that game this year. Yeah. I mean, the excitement the Senior Bowl is going to have. Uh, it's it, Especially even at the quarterbacks. Look, look at the two, the, two, the two headlining quarterbacks down there. So uh, it, it's, it's, really, uh, it's really exciting. Starting to get the draft juices flowing. But uh, you know, this, is, there's, this is kind of the time where I start to really get into it because it feels like an eternity these two weeks. It always does. I don't care about the Pro Bowl. It means nothing to me. No. I don't, NFL honors means nothing to me. Uh, and there's just going to be so much garbage that gets spewed over the next 13 days from all over the place that it just it's it just feels like it is a, an eternity between the end of these games and the confetti dropping uh, and the start and the kickoff of the Super Bowl. But uh, we'll get into all of that later this week. Uh, Jake, do you have any other parting thoughts? No. Yeah, I hope that you, you mentioned the Pro Bowl, which is a is a I don't even know what to say. Nobody get hurt. I, I, nobody get hurt in the, in the Pro Bowl, please. Like that's that's the only thing I care about for the Pro Bowl is all the guys come out of it healthy. Please don't get hurt. Uh, and for those of you that got a Pro Bowl bonus, good job. Spend it wisely. Have some fun. Uh, and yeah, I, I, otherwise, I do not care. We could talk about this for all leagues, but I think all leagues need to, to rejuvenate the All-Star game and head more toward skills competition rather than playing a game. Uh, I think yeah, other than baseball. But even that, you're throwing pictures out there that are going to throw you know an inning or two, and that's just more on their arm. Yeah. But, I mean, f- football and hockey specifically – I mean, basketball, guys can twist an ankle, whatever. There's there's injuries that happen. But, like, and they don't play defense in that game. But, like, football and hockey, man, scares the hell out of me. The guys actually go out and play a game. Yeah. Well, any, play, any play could be your last. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. So, but, uh, so hopefully everybody stays healthy there. We will be back with you guys later this week. Uh, Jake, how can they follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. You can follow the show at TDN Fantasy underscore. And we will be back on Wednesday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.